0: Welcome into the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios Overtime coming at you for the next two hours right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller alongside Davis Rangy, producer Matthew, intern Bryson, and we're going to talk about what's going on with the University of Tennessee baseball team today. We're going to talk a little bit about the game tomorrow. We got JL still coming in with some NASCAR talking. Hour number two. Um, right now, um, Tennessee baseball is kind of. I, I, what would you say, a crossroads, what would you say?
1: Um, I don't even know, man. It's eerily similar to Bruce Pearl is what I would
0: say. I would say it's eerily similar to that, but, um, you know, it's just a shame, really, is what it is. It's a damn shame that the NCAA is willing to investigate Tennessee over tampering. Why? Because Tim Corbin, Dave Van Horn, all the old, decrepit, just pieces of trash in college baseball that have had an advantage for years and years and years, and Tim Corbin's upset because now he doesn't have that scholarship advantage. It's got a level playing field right now. That's what he's upset about. Let me tell you a little bit about Tim Corbin. Kumar Rocker, one of the top draft picks in the MLB draft a few years back, couldn't sign his contract with the New York Mets. Because of a shoulder injury. Guess who aggravated that shoulder injury? Tim Corbin. Because he's selfish. He cared about Vanderbilt. He cared about himself. He cared about his own reputation. Did not care about the longevity of this kid's career. I know the guy played for Vanderbilt. We didn't like him when he was at Vanderbilt. Tim Corbin kept the number two overall pick, I'm pretty sure is what he was, from signing a contract. Because he overworked him. We talk about load management in basketball. No. Pitch count is a huge thing. Huge. Huge, because you will throw your arm out. Don't forget about uh, Dave Van Horn throwing out Kevin Copps' arm against NC State. Oh, that was was pathetic. 146 pitches over the course of two days. That's awful. Yeah, it's terrible. Same same exact thing, man. They're both slime balls. I mean, they're
1: mad because Tony Vitello is a young guy. He's like, what, late 30s, maybe 40? I don't even think he's 40. I think
2: he's like 37.
1: yeah, they're mad that a young guy has climbed up the ropes so quickly, and they think that he should have to go through all the hardships and go through the ropes and learn everything before he becomes a top dog. And that's just not how it works, man. Young guys are getting the groove in every single sport. It's just the way it is, and if you don't like it, that's too damn bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, I you will never hear me say another good thing about Vanderbilt. You'll never hear me no, uh, say another good thing about Arkansas. You know, I'm, I'm a big Eric Musselman guy, but from this point on, I don't give a damn. About Vanderbilt. I don't give a damn about Arkansas. Every Vanderbilt fan that I've ever met is an entitled little bleep. I mean, I'm just calling it like it is. They think they're more important to the world than what they are because, oh, well, I attended the University of Vanderbilt. Guess what? You're Peabody scum. That's what you are. Nothing but trailer trash out of Vanderbilt. If there were such a thing as rich trailer trash, that's what it would be.
2: I mean, it's just kind of pathetic. And Arkansas thinks that they're like somewhat similar to
1: us in terms of athletics because they both had decent football teams last year, decent basketball teams, and good baseball play. We're not the same, man. Tennessee clears you in everything. Basketball, football, soon-to-be baseball. You've had your little run, but it's over, man. They're the most obnoxious, weird group of fans I've ever met. Woo-pig Suey
0: might be the most cringiest thing on the planet of Earth. Well, especially I when your co- football coach weighs about five hundred pounds and he's up there doing it. Well,
2: let's just be honest here, man. They didn't have Calls a football. Calls his wife Mama Hog. Bag. They didn't have they didn't have a good football season. What'd they go? Six and six? Seven and six yeah, in the bowl game?
1: They, they try to compare KJ and Hinden to,
2: they're not the same, man. No. They're not. No. They had Aliso had the middest of mid seasons. Having it right now in b- basketball too. And, hey, uh, hey, please, oh, if I saw
0: please, Tim please, Corbin please, please. walking out in public right now, I swear I'd break his nose. Go
2: ahead, Davis.
1: I uh, just, I don't know, man. It's just, yeah, Tim Corbin, it's, I, I don't know. I, like Jake said, and like we have discussed, both Jake, both uh, Dave Van Horn and Tim Corbin are just absolute scum. And I, it's just the weird part, like Kansas has no, from what I understand, Kansas really has no bad feelings toward this
2: situation. Like no, they don't. no, no. My coach was retiring. Yeah, he was tired. That's why yes. Maui left. W- give me up to speed on this, because I read uh, what Trey Wallace put out. I didn't really understand what he meant by it, though. Like, is it other teams that are call- like, calling us in on this, or what? Oh,
0: yeah, it's teams like Vanderbilt and Arkansas, guys that tried to get a hold of Maui the day that all this was open, I guess. It's like the day that you're allowed to do it, they called him. I was like, no, nah, I'm already probably, committed to Tennessee.
2: Probably LSU, too. Yep. LSU. Hey, hey, guess what? But guess what? You know what would happen? If he went to LSU, August at Vanderbilt, he'd be playing right now. He, yeah. Let's be honest here. Yeah. It's called it how it is.
0: Bryson, what do you think?
3: I mean, it is important to note that this weekend suspension for Tony Vitello is self-imposed. Yes. But at the same time, we have to do that because of the ridiculousness of the NCAA. So,
2: NCAA is what? They, they're they supposed to be for the kids of college athletics, but we know what they're about. Yeah. We know we know what their reasoning is. It's just revenue. All they care about is money. They're just a bunch of greed-hungry fat men.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, an accessory to murder, a guy that's accessory to murder charges, playing, scoring 41 points, and they've done nothing about the situation. Nothing.
0: Yeah. And let me I ask you all this. Do you think that tampering is not done? Everywhere. Everywhere. It's done everywhere. In every level of the sport, we're talking yes. down to the high school and middle school levels. Tampering is done.
2: Because is it ta- is it basically tampering like calling like an AAU ball, calling somebody else, telling like, hey come play for me? Yeah. What, you play for a tampering is not. Yeah. yeah Tamper- so-
1: tampering is like if I if me, all four of us are on an Xbox party group chat, and Jake goes to Alabama, I go to Tennessee, Callan goes to Bandy, and Bryson goes to Kentucky, and I'm. Tennessee and I'm like, oh y'all need to come join join Tennessee next year. That's tampering. That's
0: considered tampering. I guess I don't I don't even know anymore. That is considered tampering, yes. But I mean, it's just like, and we're going to get into this too. But um, right now, let's go to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Martin is going to be our first caller. What do you say, Martin?
4: Too much, Jake. Jake. Martin. If, if you want about want to know about tampering. Uh huh. You just asked all AAU basketball
0: coaches out there. Oh, I've experienced that myself, Martin. You know about it? I have experienced it myself, and it's, uh, yeah. it's not only done there. I mean, it's done, Martin, at the middle school levels. It, I mean, even elementary school level where I'm from, it's like, well, we need to get you zoned for this school. That way your son can come play ball for me.
4: Why would they pick on us all the time, O?
0: I don't get it, Martin. I really don't. And it really Over does like seem... like
4: three to four years.
0: And it's nonstop. I mean, it never ends.
4: Seems like somebody's got to grind against
0: us. I think it's schools like Vanderbilt. I think it's schools like Arkansas, LSU, you know, and in football, it's now it's going to be Alabama and Georgia because they see Tennessee on the come up and they think that Tennessee just shouldn't be a good football program. So they're going to start doing some stuff. And it's just aggravating, Martin, because they see this young coach in Tony Vitello compared to what they are. And, you know, Tim Corbin, he's had the advantage for years and years and years with the whole private school and scholarships and all that. We finally get an advantage where the playing field's at least leveled, and he can't stand it.
4: And Jake? Yes. I don't know if you can help me. If Davis can help me – I need to find out the stats for Brendan Hayward with the Cubs last year and Alan Chris with the
1: Cardinals last year. Said up uh, Brendan Hayward for the Cubs last year. Jason yeah. Hayward. Oh Jason, sorry. Yeah. Jason Hayward. Yeah, give me a second, Mark. I'm going ninety down uh, I forty right now, but I will find
0: those. We'll, stats. we'll get those stats for you, Martin. Don't I, I got, <laughs> Davis got, do not I, check I, stats I and Jason, drive.
2: I got Jason Hayward. No, I got it I got it. I got it, Martin. Don't worry. One hundred and thirty seven <laughs> at
1: bats, fifteen runs. Uh, 15 for 28, 10 RBIs, uh, .204 average.
2: Any home runs? He have one.
4: One, yeah. Yes, and what about Alex Reyes, It's a relief pitcher for the Cardinals.
2: Uh, he was the guy that gave up the, uh, the game-winning game home run against the Dodgers, was it not? He could have been.
0: And I mean Jason Hayward, he was one of the last or actually he was the last piece, I feel like, uh, that was with the Chicago Cubs when they made their World Series run in two thousand sixteen because last year, uh, during the summer is when they got rid of well, actually I guess technically two years ago, the summer of twenty twenty one. They got rid of Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, basically just did a fire sale and got rid of every key part. Of that World Series team, and they already gotten rid of Kyle Schwarber and guys like that. And yeah, but
4: they picked up uh, Swanson for the Braves. That they did. And I thought the Braves would re-sign him, but I just hope my Dodgers would. I believe my Dodgers should offer him, but the Dodgers got two rookies coming up.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing about that. I'm going to give you a name to watch out for for the Cubs, Martin. Who now? Nico Horner.
4: What position?
0: He's a shortstop. Mm
4: -hmm. Yes. That's what the Dodgers need. But, see, the Dodgers got two uh, young rookies coming up. and One showed out last year at the end of the year, Michael Bush. Uh Uh-huh. And they got Vargas coming up, too. He's a shortstop. First baseman, third baseman. And that's why they let Justin Turner go to the Red Sox.
0: Martin, I'd be interested in your opinion on this. We were talking last night about how, you know, in baseball, you have the farm system. You have Triple A ball, Double A ball, Low A, High A, and Rookie ball. And in the NBA, you've got the G League, you know, as their developmental league. What would you think about the NFL implementing something like that?
4: I think it would be something else. If they if they could just get it right, but I like for them to have uh, all the pro leagues. That way, they can make a little money and. If they look good for the pros,
0: they can go to the NFL. See, and that's, that's
4: where I see that,
0: and that's what we were kind of talking about last night. Because, of course, the XFL and the USFL are on right now, and it's like, why are these teams not just developmental teams for the NFL? Yeah, because they're actually going to get exposure. Because it's hard to keep up, you know, with the G League when you're watching the NBA because they're going on simultaneously. Whereas, if you take the XFL and the USFL and you make those like your farm teams for the NFL, you can actually go in the spring and watch what you're going to get.
4: That's a pretty good idea.
2: I thought so. Did you so. ever
4: find out about Alex Reyes for me?
0: Matthew, did you pull up those stats for him?
2: Yeah, I, I pulled up the stats, but it's not showing me any 2022 stats. It just shows me all the way back to 2021, which he uh, – he had 10 wins, 8 losses, an ERA of 3.24, uh, 69 games, uh, 0 games saved, uh, and he gave up – he had 72 innings pitched. Uh, Martin, uh, it yes. says back in May of
1: 2022, Alex Reyes to undergo sh- uh, shoulder surgery. Yeah. So.
4: All right, I appreciate you, boys.
0: Appreciate you. I'm right, Bye-bye. Martin, wanting to talk some baseball, wanting to talk about how it seems like the NCAA just picks Tennessee to pick on. I know somebody else is going to have a lot to say about this, and we got him next. Phil is our next caller. What do you say, Philly? Say,
4: hey, yes hey. Philly. Well, first thing i want to talk about is 3 o'clock uh, crew ripping y'all. What, what the hell's going on?
0: What'd they say? I haven't been mean, listening, I actually have a job during the day. I
4: called in, my, talked you know, 6 o'clock crew, and then they tried to act like y'all unethical in their same, even though you tell the truth more than they do.
0: How are we unethical? Oh, Phil! Oh, Lordy. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. Now, Phil, if you are still listening, sorry we had to cut you after that one, buddy. But <laughs> Oh, man. But you know what's funny about the 3 o'clock crew is Dr. Vall actually tweeted in a question for them, and he was looking at Jerry Green's record, and he was like, why did we fire this guy? Made the tournament every year he was here. And when they tried to explain why they fired Jerry Green, it just about... Replicated I, I, Rick Barnes yeah, this year. I listened
2: year. to this and they were talking about how uh, Jerry Green uh, didn't Mac him maximize man. the talent well, that yeah, he maximize the talents, or that he uh, flamed out in March. Well, guess what? What? Yeah, there's Rick Barnes, man. Let's not. Let's just
1: no. That's that's what I asked. you that's what I asked you yesterday, Jack. I said, "Why did we fire him?" And then I was listening to, and they were like, "Bear brought up the fact that he said go to the Kmart or whatever." And I think Jamie was on the phone and Jamie was like, well, it doesn't seem like he's like very, he likes us at all anyway, either. And, uh, Barry was like, well, I held the door open for him for air, And he said, thank you. I'm like, well, I guess uh, I that, that, that does, does like
2: a lot. Like- <laughs> that does a lot. Thanks.
0: Oh man. Let's get TJ.
2: in
0: here." <laughs> 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 Oh, uh, TJ, what's up, buddy? <laughs> hey, what's up,
5: boys? Hey, look, uh, you know, of course, I step outside and somebody with loud music drives by. Sorry about that. All good, buddy. Um, Hey, look, uh, real quick, watch out for my Atlanta Braves. Uh, I th- I have a good feeling we're going to do some good things this year, speaking of uh, the Chicago Cubs. and Hey, look, I like Nico Horner. He's good. I followed him. For a while now, I think he's a great utility player, mainly a shortstop, but he's got a good glove and he can play anywhere, and he puts the bat on the ball, which not a lot of people do this uh, uh, nowadays. They just look for the home run or the strikeout, but Nico can actually put contact out there, and that's something that is definitely missing. Did you know that Tony Gwynn could go 0 for 1,000 and still be hitting over... 300. Yeah, That's incredible. I've seen that stat. Um, anyways, real quick, look. A Kentucky fan, I love when Tennessee gets in trouble, just like y'all love when Kentucky and Alabama get in trouble. But this is ridiculous. Man, I mean, Kentucky players on the football team said Tennessee football players, after the game, after y'all stomped us 44-6, to if I remember correctly, were saying, hey, come play for us. Uh, Dane Key and Barry Brown specifically this happens everywhere you know these kids play aau these kids play high school football these kids play high school uh, baseball this happens just like you said on xbox playstation 4 playstation 5 hey come play with us y'all suck we don't blah 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 look here tampering or not the NCAA needs to take that tampering and roll it up into a tampon and stick it where the sun don't shine. Because if the NCAA, if the NCAA cared about the players and people, they'd be investigating somebody down in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, who facilitated murder yes. on a woman. Instead, they're going after Tennessee, whose coach said, Hey, man, we're good. Y'all ain't. Your coach retired. I'm here. Come play for us. That's ridiculous, man. And I'm a Kentucky fan, and I hate Tennessee. That is stupid. NCAA, y'all have created this. Y'all have created this. It is a free agency now. Deal with it. Y'all have walked in court over and over and over again. You're finally getting what has been coming to you for years.
2: Sit back.
0: And let the big boys eat.
2: Abolish the NCAA.
0: <laughs> Abolish the NCAA. Abolish the NCAA.
2: Quite the back-to-back calls there. That was a great call. That was a, yeah, yeah. That got me woken Real? up. Yeah, woke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. here on overtime fan run radio the non-woke sports show here at fan run radio (laughs) oh man what a start i mean that's like the chicago cubs the 2016 world series like we were talking about with martin first at bat bang home run where do we go from here goodness
1: I, I gotta go back, and I can't believe they took a shot like that. Because I listened up until about like 5:30, and then I got off. But
0: so
2: was it Bear? or Was it Russell?
1: But I don't know. I didn't. I didn't hear him take a shot at us. I guess unless it was the last 30 minutes of the show.
2: It, because yeah, I walked in here, and uh, Bear said he took a shot at us, and I stopped listening at about 5:30, and I walked in here at like 5:45. So it must have been within the uh, those 15 minutes. He said we had no basketball IQ, although our takes on Barnes are bad.
0: Okay, we have no basketball ah, IQ, but we predicted no everything that's going to happen when sure. they got asked to describe Jerry Green, a guy that got fired after making the NCAA tournament each year because, what, he didn't maximize talent, and that he flamed out in March. Well, didn't you just describe Rick Barnes to it, uh, see? Did you not just do that?
2: They say Jerry Green is also a PO nightmare. Uh, who cares, man? Oh, yeah. Hey, maybe we should uh, introduce
1: a two-three zone to them. I don't
2: know. <laughs> can
0: you can you draw me a one-two-one-one press?
2: I need to go. I need to see what what zone. Give me a box and one. Nah, give me a little <laughs> one-three-one and how that works.
1: Give me a horns into a floppy action. Yeah, yeah. Give me something, man.
3: When we say the number five, what position is that on the basketball court? <laughs> man, can you show me how to run the triangle offense?
1: Give me an example of a stretch for the NBA, please. Come on, man. What what, what are we talking about here? I mean, what have we said factually since, what, January, early January, late December, what have we said that has been wrong so far about this basketball? Well, that was my question
0: is where have we been wrong?
1: It's all all been the – I'll I'll go here and admit, man, I didn't say this on air, but Alabama was our last dying breath. Like, that was the last push. That was it, man. That was – I don't think you're going to get any better than that game, and I, I will probably win tomorrow in an ugly game with about 15,000 people in the stands. But you're not. We're not going deep in March. I will be shocked if we make the Sweet 16. Like this team is just not it, and it's the same story over and over and over again.
2: I hey man, I will happily say that I will. I am wrong on air if we make it to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight or than that i'll say i'm wrong. anything
0: out of the first weekend you'll say you'll yeah, gladly yes. admit you were wrong
2: i'll gladly admit that i was wrong about this team will i actually believe that i mean that no but i'll say it <laughs> <laughs> i'll say it so it brings people some peace and quiet in their life
0: hey guys why are we arguing about this why can't we just sit back and watch the best tennessee team ever
2: the metrics uh, we're not best, even going to get
1: into best that. Best defensive team in the history of Ken Palm.
3: Yet their defense has fallen off tremendously, it feels like. like
2: I, w- I wonder yep. why. It's been trash. It's been trash ever
3: since Texas. Well,
0: and you guys do know that now, when you look at those same metrics and adjust defense, last year's team was better.
2: Yep. Huh. Yep. Right, but no one yeah. – everybody wants to talk about the metrics, but then when that happens, no one wants to talk about it.
0: I don't,
1: I don't get off on why people even think this team was this year's team was better than last year's, let alone the greatest of all time. It just it, – it, it really boggles – it's really
0: mind-boggling. Well, I mean, and the thing is, like, we weren't even trying to say that the 2018-2019 team was the best team of all time. <clears throat> we weren't even trying to say that. Oh. We were just trying to prove a point.
2: All we were saying was that they, they were better than this, quote-unquote, greatest team ever. Ever. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking about the matchups in this game. This fantasy game.
2: Oh, it's five it's five to zero in Grand and Grand Apples team. Yeah. Across four
1: four o sweep. Seven game series, four 0 sweep. I take
2: I take this team a hundred games out of a hundred.
0: I'm trying to think in my lifetime the best team was probably that team that went down to Memphis and won become number one in the country. That's probably in my eyes, since I've been alive, the best Tennessee team ever. Now, there's going to be people that bring up the Ernie and Bernie teams. Of course, I mean,
2: yeah. No, we were, I don't think we were alive. Well,
0: My mother wasn't
2: even alive. Yeah. Was it 70s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: And Of course, we had Allen Houston, guys like him, Dale Ellis that came through here. But, I mean, you know, Tennessee's basketball history is not as rich as what the football program is, obviously. All we were just trying to tell you is this is not the best Tennessee team ever. That's all we were trying to
3: say. All you had to do was watch them to realize that. It's a crazy point. And this
0: team has flaws. We tried to tell you about them months ago. Nobody wanted to listen. And now here we are.
1: I mean, the flaws were kind of exposed in that Colorado game. But I think people just got to try to sweep that under the rug just because it was an early – November game, like fifth game of the year, and it's a weird time. Bridgestone, at like Sunday, like noon, but I mean, that you could tell from that, like, honestly, from that moment on, like, this team was not going to be anything great.
0: Maximize, <laughs> maximize the potential. Uh,
2: they, they, uh, we've always said this multiple times. It's not in, if not if, but when. The question is,
0: yep, and. You know, I just keep t- coming back to the fact that, you know, we're gonna have these guys coming in next year, and they're gonna get underutilized, and they're probably gonna transfer out, and they're probably gonna go ball out somewhere else. Much like I expect BJ Edwards to transfer out of here and go somewhere else and ball out. Maybe Freddie DeLone decides, well, he brought me in early, waste of my time. I'm gonna transfer, and I'm gonna go ball out somewhere else.
1: You know, I just, I just wonder. This kind of just hit me. But do you think like? the younger generation of Tennessee fans like our age versus like the kind of like middle-aged Tennessee fans like Russell and Bear and above like we just want success so bad because all we've seen is crap in football our entire lives and really no success in basketball but they grew up they were through the glory years they got success they're kind of like complacent and they're okay I don't know I'm just trying to think of like why is the why the mindset so different like there's one extreme to the other. There's not really in the middle. Of
0: it. Well, I mean, you you got to think, too, about, like, guys like Larry in Georgia and Jason in Georgia. I mean, they're much older than I am. They're not happy with this team. They're yeah, not happy I with just, this team I, at all. I'm just
1: trying to think of, like, like, I just feel like it's one extreme or the other. It, it feels like the, like, older generation of Tennessee fans that have seen bad basketball but have seen great I, – I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out because – We've seen nothing but garbage in our life and all of athletics until like the last few years or so. But I, I just don't know where the difference. Like,
0: why is it so different? What are we not seeing? Like, so why is it? So I actually different? want to go around the room on this one, Davis. How much of Bruce Pearl do you remember?
1: Um, I remember the Tennessee Memphis game my first vivid memory, and then besides that, I don't, not a whole, not a whole lot, man. I remember doing aircraft thing, but that's about it.
2: I I, I don't remember. A single thing. All I know is about the spice Harris thing. That's about it. So you remember his last year? I I, I just know about him now. I, I, Back then, nothing. Correction,
1: Jake. I remember. I remember losing my forty to Michigan State, and that was his last game, right?
0: That was against Michigan. Sorry, yeah. And I think we might have. I'm not kidding. I think we scored six points in the second half. Yeah,
2: I remember that. Yeah, yeah so nothing. That was my last memory.
3: I was young enough to where like I didn't care who was coaching. I just loved the players, like. That's all I remember is more players than ever Bruce Pearl. so.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, it's like I've seen good basketball. I've seen bad basketball. I remember every year of the Buzz Peterson era, I remember the last year of Jerry Green, a team that was red hot in the top ten the whole season. And then when it got to those last eight games, I'm sitting here and we start losing. We keep losing. We keep losing. We keep losing, and it felt like we were never going to win. I started watching NBA. Uh, keep in mind, good. this is like a six, seven-year-old Jake
2: that's at the good. time. Yeah, here's an argument for you. Apparently, uh, uh, a source says that uh, college basketball is more entertaining than NBA. No, yes, because the possessions in college basketball matter more, and he would rather see one player go for twenty than everyone else. It's a bad take. Yep. That's
3: I. I side with it. I, I like college sports more than pro sports, but I'm also an NBA casual. I watch three full games a year, aside from playoffs. So. I'll
0: say this: um, in regards to this year, I would say that the NBA is probably the more entertaining product.
2: The there have thing,
0: been years in the past where college basketball is the more entertaining product. The one
2: thing that sets to the point is March Madness. Yeah. Yeah. Playoffs. Yes. So March. I think you
1: could argue that March Madness and
2: the NBA playoffs are about on par. Yes. For each other. He he. He was also a. Uh, argument he tried to make me. He said, "If you're bowling, right, if you hit a strike every single time, that's not as entertaining as you going up there missing every single time and then hitting one strike. Hitting one strike was more entertaining to him than hitting all strikes."
0: Is this somebody we know?
2: No. Who, who are no. you talking to about bowling? Hey man, it was <laughs> hey, it was last night, man. Had,
1: lay off, Cool Beans, man.
2: <laughs> Wasn't that Cool was Beans? Bad, bad
1: conversations, man. This, this is making my brain hurt talking about bowling
2: exactly it made my brain hurt that he said one strike was more entertaining than bowling a 300
0: no it's oh, not
2: it well. uh, means more but it means more it means more oh
1: um, to switch off the bowling topic before we had to go to break i wanted to bring up you talk about tampering so i'm just gonna go ahead and put him on blast uh lausanne back in memphis where jarnell stokes went to high school skull graduated from la who went to kentucky um if you go, there's a leaked picture. If you go in the football recruit, the football head coach's office, there's a giant whiteboard with about 300 names of all the kids in the greater Memphis area that they're trying to recruit and steal from this and that school. They have their contact oh, yeah. information. They like, it, it happens at every single level. I'm not, it, it definitely happens in more schools than Lausanne, but it, this is not like this is not a big deal at all. I don't understand why we're just making this a massive deal and. I, I don't remember. When's the last time there's been a huge NCAA thing regarding baseball?
2: Well, you talk. Wait, I can't think of one. What I, I I missed your point. You talk about the whiteboard. You talk about I had to answer the phone, but you were uh, talk about the whiteboard. There was laws and it got leaked. Yes, yeah,
1: so like all the names. Yeah, all the
2: names. The yeah, yeah, yeah. From
1: like sixth grade on. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember that. Yeah, it got leaked everywhere. It was literally like all the way from like sixth graders to like sophomores in high school. It was basically saying that you gotta go get this kid. Like. This is all just recruiting, like, things.
0: Oh, I know of a case uh, locally where this kid played at one school on one side of the county. And it was a situation where he really wanted this player to come and play for him. And he'd been familiar with the area before because that's originally where he grew up and he moved to the other side of the county. Well, the parents did not own a house. They just rented a house. And the mom would take, you know, whatever job she could get or whatever and he was able to convince them to rent a house on the other side of the county in order to make him eligible immediately to play at the other school. So the other school calls the school board and starts complaining about illegal recruiting and tampering and all this other stuff. Nothing ever came of it.
2: That happens in Memphis all the time.
0: I know it does. Yes,
1: it happens all the time. These fake addresses, coaches' houses, address, coaches' grandma's houses. Like, it, it happens all the time. I say they. It, it's it, like it. – like, I've I mentioned this summer, we were talking about, uh, I think it was, what was this, Bishop Sycamore. We're talking Bishop Sycamore. Yeah. And yep. I brought up the fact that, like, same school, Lausanne, they had kids from Power Center Academy, which was a charter school, play for them on Friday nights. But they never were enrolled at school there. Like, it's just.
2: Well, they had people from bad. out of state, too.
1: Yeah. They had people and living
2: like, South Haven crazy. coming and play for them.
1: Because yeah. that's, that's allowed, because Mississippi high school rules are different than Tennessee. So you're eligible immediately.
2: Yep.
0: You know, I lost my train of thought. Damn it. Let's go to the phones. Patrick is next. What do you say, Patrick?
5: Hey, Jake. Hey, guys. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Listen, I'm 53 years old. I'm a frequent listener and first-time caller. But so to educate you guys, uh, my dad has been a season ticket holder for basketball, since the uh, Buzz Peterson days.
0: Those were rough.
5: And so those were very rough days. So I I was going to games with him to the Buzz Peterson years through Bruce Pearl, uh, through Conzo, Tyndall, and Barnes. I had to move to Atlanta for a job. But um, I'm just here to tell you, Bruce Pearl basketball was... Infinitely more exciting than Rick Barnes basketball has ever been. Um, I mean, I love basketball; it's a great game to go watch. But Barnes'
0: offense is boring. That's oh, it's it's terrible. No one's going to argue with you on that one.
5: You know, and so like the best was I mean, Pearl the the Elite Eight. You know, Barnes gets bounced the first weekend. Now I, I just don't. Everybody say, oh, this is the best basketball team in the history of – no, it's not. It's that's not, not even, even close. close. It's just I, I don't understand the these guys like Russell and Banner that want to carry water for Rick Barnes. I mean, hey, he's going to get you 20 to 26 wins regular season. He'll win a game or two in the tournament, and that's that. He's never going to do more. He's going to stay
0: out of trouble, but it's boring. It's, ter- it's terrible this to watch.
5: Maybe year they'll
0: get healthy. Preach on, preach on. And Patrick, you know, you mentioned having season tickets through the bus, Peterson years, and I don't know if you were at that game or not, but this is still the least attended basketball game I think I've ever experienced was uh, Tennessee Campbell. I think it actually snowed that day, but there were only 900 people in attendance for that game. That, that was the worst experience I've ever had at a basketball game.
5: I'm sure I was there. I mean, I've gone to IT games where there's been, you know, twelve hundred people in the stands.
0: Those are rough too.
5: And you know, I mean, and I still get up to Knoxville to go to, to go to at least one game with my dad. But it's just, you know, and and these guys, you know, you got Triple J. He won't he won't give him a court. And Vesco is got an IV in his arm, and he goes plays, and he gets his ass to you. It's
0: chewed out. And now, that's another Sorry. thing that I was going to bring up. No, you're good. You can say ass. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> one of the things that I was going to bring up that I didn't even realize, you know, Rick Barnes was chewing him out. And he's sitting there playing after he's just gotten IVs. He's got a 103-degree fever. Yeah. Giving everything he's got.
2: He almost had a triple-double. Yeah,
0: and that's why bad. I have all the respect in the world for Santiago Vascovy.
1: Yeah, that, that's absolutely garbage, man. You got a guy, you, you got Jimmy Dykes, your your star, your quote-unquote leader, captain, fourth-year senior, sitting there on the bench when he should have been playing. And you don't give him any grief, but you get off in Santee's butt. Like it, it, I'm tired of it. I agree with Patrick. Please call more, man.
3: Real quick, uh, I, went nice last, nice, I went back and rewatched the last – Thanks, Patrick. I went back and re the last couple of minutes, and Santi dove for a 50-50 ball and ended up giving up a bucket, and Barnes got into him. Santee didn't shoot the last four minutes of the game. And I, I don't know if that was correlated, but
2: – There it is. That's not that's, that's not the recipe for success at all, man. you nope. got to have him
1: shooting at least – at least, I would say at the minimum three times
3: in the last four minutes. got to get him a look every possession. It just so happened it was right after he got chewed, though, for so going he, for that 50-50 right, yeah. ball. He needs,
2: he needs about uh, five shots, and Olivier needs zero. You,
1: you got to give him a look every possession at least, coming down yes. the stretch, especially in a game like that, man.
0: Stay with us. Final segment, hour number one, coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.
3: Traveling in a fight, i come in. On a heavy trail head full of zombies.
4: I met a strange lady, she made me nervous.
0: Final segment, hour number one. It is overtime. It is fan run radio. <coughs> Tennessee baseball being hit with more controversy today as Tony Vitello has been suspended for the weekend series against Dayton. Tennessee is up 9-2 to two in the bottom of the six right now with one man on. And, you know, a part of this, you know, and they mentioned it to Trey Wallace and mentioned this, Maybe this is Tony Vitello's way of saying, "Okay, you're gonna you're gonna take my guy out. You're not gonna let my guy play. Well, guess what? I'm not gonna be there either. You're gonna mess with my guy. You're gonna mess with me."
2: Hey man, I respect Tony V for it, man. Oh man, Dave is still with us. Hmm. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm
1: here. Sorry, I've got a little mix up with uh First Horizon. Uh, pretty urgent but yeah no uh, I agree man Tony V is just uh, hes, he's def- out of the three coaches out of Barnes, Heupel and Tony V you know I really think Tony V is probably the most popular out of those three at this second and if the administration does anything to jeopardize his future with the University of Tennessee that's going to look that's a bad bad look on them that's, it's not going
0: to blow over well no and you just hit a great point Davis I mean look how popular he is like, look at how universally loved across this fan base that he is. I mean, he took a sport that a lot of people didn't even think about here at the University of Tennessee and made it what it is. I mean, it's a perennial power in college baseball. Like yeah, everyone, I, everyone gets up for this now.
1: Like me, for example, I, I I could care less. I couldn't. I think it was Dave Serrano was the coach before him, right? Yes. And I didn't watch a single second of Dave Serrano baseball, and now. I'm actually like somewhat interested in baseball, college baseball. Like it's, it's he, he makes a casual fan interested, and that's what yes. He makes he's like he's literally like the way we play and the way we act. It it's revolutionizing college baseball. I'm not I'm I'm not just blowing gas, but like that's just the way it is.
0: Well, and something else to think about too. The university has to see that this is bringing in money. I mean, people are buying baseball shirts. People are buying baseball jerseys. People, I have
2: people buying baseball season tickets.
0: Yeah, when's the last time you heard of anybody doing that? No, MLB. See,
2: when uh, they tweeted out their gear
1: thing, I think that was like a, a day before the season opener. People are going insane. Where can I get this ball shop? Where is this? Like, people want to buy this stuff, and I mean, that's it's clear, like it's clear evidence that people are buying into this because we're making a whole stadium renovation. We're going to make it one of the nicest ballparks in America, but that doesn't—that's not going to work if Tony Vitello is not
2: here. I think I think people are more bought into Tony V than people are to at Rick, Rick Barnes. Barnes. Yes.
0: Yes, a thousand percent. Yes. Do you blame them? I mean, good lord, I tried to get one of the cream jerseys last year. I was too late. I was literally forty-five minutes after they dropped it. I could not get my size. Oh, no, I mean, that's how fast these things are selling.
2: I'll be honest with you. I see more people around campus wearing baseball stuff than basketball stuff. Do you blame them? No, I don't blame them at all. Basketball's boring, you know. I don't want to see uh, post-fadeaways, man. I don't need to see that in my life, ever.
0: If we're scoring 80 points a game, it'd be different.
2: Yes.
3: Well, and Tony's teams do a great job of making the game fun. Like, we just got a bench warning. That's fun. Yes. You know, like, for people who don't watch baseball, that's fun. Like oh,
0: That's incredible.
1: The uh, – I mean, it's, they brought – it's just really – it's crazy because I – like, the daddy hat, the fur the fur mink coat, the McDonald's bags, like, it's, that's what, those are the kind of props and things you have to do to get people interested, and it's definitely worked, because, like, I just mentioned, the perfect example is me, I was a wholly casual, and now I'm, I'm interested in it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very easy to buy in to this baseball team, and the thing is, like I was a baseball casual when it came to college sports, I mean, i you know, somewhat look at what's going on from time to time. But I was never, like, yeah, die right. hard. It's like, you have I to go to a game.
2: It. I never watched a game of college baseball growing up. Dude, if
0: you'd have offered me tickets to a Tennessee baseball game in 2016, I would have tried to give them away. I'd have left them at work on the counter. If I had two tickets, and I'd go back to work, and there'd be four tickets there.
2: <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's like, uh, I mean, it's almost it was almost on, on par with, like, this is bad to say. I was a part of the WNBA. Would you rather have a dollar or go to the WNBA game for free? People take a dollar. Same Dave, Serrano. Like Dave Serrano baseball. People would rather have a dollar than go to a free Dave Serrano baseball
0: game. Oh, goodness. Let's get Stone in here next. What do you say, Stone?
6: Hey, how's it going?
0: Living the dream, man.
6: Calling in. I saw something. Uh, I don't know if you're on Ball for Life Uncensored. It's a Facebook page. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that page. Like That's a good one. Yeah, and it said something about Julian Phillips done at Tennessee. I mean, I, I go here to UT. I'm just an average basketball fan, and obviously he hasn't been playing a little bit. I don't know if he's injured or whatnot, him and Josiah. But I don't know if you guys heard of any anything about this or what – if he's done or if he's injured or what. where his mindset's at.
0: Well, you know, we were trying to figure that out yesterday because I saw it before the show, and I know the guy that posted it, and he's pretty reputable. You know, among high school coaches okay. in the state. And I don't know if he's heard something, but it did seem weird. Like, no, nobody's come out and confirmed anything. But, you know, for his injury, I mean, it's a hip flexor injury. I mean, if you're trying to play a game, yeah, it's going to bother you. But he has been out quite a while, I feel like, for just to be a hip flexor.
6: And another thing, I don't know if he – if it was on the post talking about the offensive struggles or if it was Rick Barnes or whatnot – Obviously, we haven't been putting up points. I mean, for the longest time, we've been known for our defense, but that's still not winning us games. Clearly, road games we haven't won. So I was just wondering what your thoughts are on that. I mean, obviously, we killed South Carolina last time we were there, playing this week. Hope to God, I mean, if we drop this one, I couldn't tell you where we're going to be at. But I mean, if we can get those two guys back before the SEC tournament, I mean, I'm not giving up on this team yet, but it's definitely been a rough stretch so far.
0: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a terrible stretch. I mean, let's call it like it is, man. It's been terrible. And, you know, it's one thing, you know, if we're winning these games and they're low-scoring, because, I mean, that's the brand of basketball that Jay Wright used when he was in Villanova. And yep. one of the things that bothers me is the fact that we're not scoring, the other team's not scoring much, and we're still losing. That's what bothers me. And Bryce and I, we've talked about this, um, I think, when it was just – I think it might have just been you and me doing the show that one day. When I made the comment that – who is in here? Okay, never mind. We're, we're all good. We're all good. I thought we got broken in on. It. But, um, but you know, it's like if you're a lottery pick, a projected lottery pick coming out of high school and you come to Tennessee, what's happening to your draft stock the second you step on campus? Tanks. It tanks.
6: I mean, he's been, he's been getting the playing time too. But, I mean, obviously he hasn't shown as much as we'd hoped for. I mean, there's been a lot of other guys that's been stepping up, and it's been tough. But I mean, I, I well, don't know. I mean, I mean, especially Gillian I
1: couldn't. Oh. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry.
6: Oh, uh, I was gonna say. I mean, especially after the game we just dropped to a And M. Yeah, it was a close game at ten. I don't know how far we're gonna drop, and with the games we have left, they're not the biggest games. We're really gonna have to perform an the SEC tournament to get a decent seed at this point. But it, it's gonna be tough out in here come March.
0: It is going to be very tough indeed. Stone, thank you so much for the phone call, man. Stay with us. Hour number one of the books. Hour number two of overtime coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.